This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Hey, this is Stacey and Megan. Welcome to this week's What We Are Cooking and Eating Now. This bi-weekly series is a bite-sized digest of what we're feeding our families like right, right now. We always include six recipes, sometimes more, and you can turn these ideas into your meal plan for next week, or you can head on over to our free listeners community to get even more meal ideas on our weekly meal planning threads. Check out the free discussion board to get this week's links. And actually, the document that it's going to have this week's links is going to have the links from every what we're cooking and eating now. So you want to check it out. That's available in our free community. You can find out more about how to join as well as how to join our supporting membership if that's of interest at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. All right, Stacey. I hate to say this. It feels kind of mean, but you're in a weird renovation purgatory. You're shuttling back and forth in some ways from the country house to the Brooklyn house, but you can't use the kitchen that's like in the proper parlor floor part of the Brooklyn house. So what the hell have you been cooking and eating? So here's the deal in a nutshell. I live in a brownstone. Brownstones have typically have a garden level and then two to three floors above that. The floor above garden level, which is technically street level, except you walk up, you walk up a stoop. So it's a little bit above street level. It's called the parlor floor. That's where my kitchen is because our garden level is configured as a separate rental apartment. It has its own entrance. It's separate. We did construct the house in a way where we can also access the garden level apartment from inside. That was just a design decision that we made, and we don't currently rent it out. So all that information is pertinent. Parlor floor is where my kitchen, living room, dining room were and will be when it's not under construction, which it is like so fully completely. And then there are two floors above my parlor floor, and that's where we have bedrooms, a TV area, two bathrooms, etc. So you basically like the stairs going up to our bedrooms, bathrooms, all of that are like sealed off like at the top and the bottom. It's like you go through a decompression chamber or something. Like you zip, you walk through plastic, you walk on really dusty stairs, then you zip and go through another set of plastic. And then 
It's like you're in my regular house. Like our bedrooms, everything's getting really dusty. We're having to get the house cleaned every single week, the top two floors. But for the most part, it's like fine. It's fine. It's Isn't a little it? noisy. During- okay. It is. It's fine. It used to like that would not have been fine for me several years ago because I would have been when the boys were little. I was very uptight about like cleanliness because I think that's my way of like controlling my environment. But now that like, you know, the boy, I don't have toys all around the house. I don't have, you know, they have, they share their own bathroom. I never have to go in it because freaking gross. Like (laughs) I don't, you know what I mean? So like the dust doesn't bother me. And also my bedroom and my TV room are like on the top floor. So I'm the furthest away from the dust and the badness. The problem is that I have to use the kitchen in the rental apartment so that every time we want to eat or access a fridge or a stove or a microwave, there's this whole process. And during the day, there are like anywhere from five to eight guys working. And like the other day, I came over my tennis class and I wanted to go upstairs, but like they were doing plaster work on the ceiling right by the stairs. They're like, oh, can we have a few minutes? I was like, you know what? just finish what you're doing. Like, I'm going to just go sit outside (laughs) for a half hour because I couldn't even get to the stairs. So there are definitely things that make it hard. But the hardest part is definitely the food. Yeah. I like will bring up an Uncrustable and like not even a cheese stick because I don't even have a refrigerator up here. And I'm like, it's like so hard to go downstairs to feed myself. Like I just go early in the morning before they come and make my coffee because I don't want them to see me in my pajamas and braless. I don't know why. That should not I get matter. It. I know, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I get my, like, unc- a little breakfast, my coffee, an Uncrustable that serves as, like, a snack. And I go upstairs before they come. And then I keep some Little Bites and Pop-Tarts in the laundry room for, like, us to snack on. And we all have big water bottles. And then, like, they're usually gone between four and five, which honestly so barely impacts the boys. And then at some point, like, I'll make my way through when everybody's gone and I'll cook and I have a full functioning kitchen. The problem is I equipped the kitchen very minimally because it went from being a long-term rental to we tried Airbnb for a little while. It didn't work. But I – so, like, I don't really have – Like, I don't have any serving bowls. I don't have tongs. I don't. But, you know, I'm making do. Like, I have one nonstick pan that's enough for just, like, three of us. Like, I'm glad Mike isn't here because I don't have a big enough, like, pan to cook for all of us. And I have, like, my grandma's old pots and pans that I had kept in storage down there. So, like, I'm making do. I have knives. I have one cutting board. Like, it's so fine for me So more than the, the tiny, like, longer-term yes. rental that you guys were previously Correct. in. So that's A little good. bit more. It's a, an apartment that I've lived in before. Like, when we first renovated our house, the first of this is now three times, I was pregnant with Isaac, and Mike and I lived down there. So I actually have really warm memories of cooking in this rental like kitchen, like, where I was pregnant with Isaac. And then when he was first born, could never put him down. And the house wasn't done, because that's the theme of getting renovating your house. It's never done when you think it will be. So he was actually born and brought down there, and I used to carry him in my little Moby thing, wrap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
and like cook on this same stove that I'm cooking on now. So it's nice, warm memories. It's not the most comfortable, but it's working. And then the other like hard part is I haven't seen Mike in literally weeks because the construction is so much that Ziggy could never be here. So Ziggy really is staying upstate the whole time. And that means when one of us is in Brooklyn for meetings or to take care of the kids, the other one has to be upstate. Right. So we do like a changing of the guard. I know. So anyway, it's a lot. that's the I deal. I called it purgatory. Like you're still you did. stuck. It's a lot. But I have been able to, I'm definitely leaning into really easy dinners, a lot of semi-homemade dinners as I was before. Way less takeout because it's way easier for me to cook here. And I'm sort of inching towards regular for me yes. cooking. So this week I made something that I think is great. Going to continue making it even in my own kitchen, even though it is like... It's not semi-homemade, but it was so easy and took 15 minutes. On Pinch of Yum, I found a recipe for broccoli and dumplings. And it's basically just like making... It's kind of in between a soup and a sauce. Okay. It's just cooking dumplings and then broth, teriyaki sauce, chili crisp. And you just get brothy dumplings. And the kids loved it. Yes. It's like seven ingredients total, including garnishes. It literally took like 15 minutes from cooking to getting it on the table, and everybody loved it. Now, can I ask you, a 12-ounce bag of frozen wontons is what it calls for. Was that enough for the three of you, or did you just double up the recipe? I didn't even follow the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) It was the idea that counts. Like, I got my own. I I didn't do wontons. I did pork and scallion or pork and green onion dumplings. And I don't even remember how much I cooked. Like, I eyeballed knowing how much we would eat. Like, Oliver typically eats, like, eight (laughs) dumplings. Isaac, about the same. I'll have, like, six, four to six. And I kind of eyeballed the rest. I don't have measuring cups down here. Okay. So I have been eyeballing. I used a little too much teriyaki sauce. So my broth was a little bit too sweet for everybody. But it was great. Everybody loved it. Next thing I made, because since I talk so much, I'm going to just plow right through these. Do it. I was craving chicken tinga. And I did a whole bunch of research on chicken tinga. And, like, there's a lot of different sites. Like, it's always a pretty easy thing to make. But some make it a little bit more complicated than others. Like, some you can rehydrate peppers. I mean, you're basically always making a blender sauce. Yeah. But, like, rehydrating peppers takes a step. Also, like, you can use a rotisserie chicken, and that cuts out a step. What you might normally do is poach chicken and shred it yourself. But I did, like, I found on Isabel Eats a kind of shortcut recipe, and I bought rotisserie chicken, and I just blended everything, like, from a can. It was fire-roasted tomatoes, chipotle, a little oil, oregano, lime juice, onion. She may call for a couple of other things, but I basically dumped all of that in a blender, blended it up, pulled the chicken off of the bird, put it in a pan, covered it with the sauce, heated it up, and that was it. Like, we had little corn tortillas, and then I put out sliced radish and avocado that I squeezed with lemon, cilantro, not lemon, with lime, rather, cilantro, lime wedges, and like sour cream and cotija, like crumbled cotija, and everybody made their own tacos. It was another huge win. The boys did, were like... Did it scratch your itch, though, most it importantly? It did. Okay. It totally did. 
It was great. And the boys, like, definitely want me to make it again. Okay. Yeah. Like, win. A big win. Big win. I actually pulled a recipe that I ended up not making. I was going to do a cucumber avocado salad with it. With the radishes. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up just, like, cutting up the radish and avocado separately and just sprinkling cucumber sticks with salt. Perfect. So, we but I'm gonna so put much. the I'm gonna put the salad because it looks good and I want to make it one day. Okay, okay. And then the other thing I made was a chicken parmesan gnocchi bake from What's Gabi Cooking. Wait a second, I'm freaking out right now because Why? I literally bought the ingredients for it. I didn't include it because I haven't gotten to it. You know, oh. like usually we record on Wednesdays. Yes. So it's for later this week. So I'm like one hyped. It must be like great minds think alike. And then two, I'm worried I didn't buy a big enough package of gnocchi. So I really can't wait to hear how this went for you. Yeah. So I I bought one package of gnocchi because I think that's what she called for. And I was like, when it's just the three of us, that'll be fine. That's also where I'm at. I'm nervous about it. It was a it was barely fine. Okay. good to know. I'm going to grab more gnocchi and go get more coffee this afternoon. And I'm going to tell you, we liked it. I think it's worth making. I want you to make it. I can't wait to hear. I'm not going to make it again. Say more. Both kids were like, I wish we just had chicken parmesan, yeah. which is much harder. So like, right. I'm throwing that out there to say, you know, sometimes when you make something, the reason why this attracted me is because of the chicken, the addition of the chicken and the idea of chicken parmesan. Yeah. And isn't and there like so burrata much on top? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much easier than chicken parm. I was like, oh, this will be awesome if it scratches the itch. Everybody in my family is obsessed with chicken parm. It doesn't quite scratch the itch. It needs a rebrand. It does. Because ground chicken is never going to like satisfy and feel yeah. like you're getting breaded chicken with cheese. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. So that's one thing. Then I was like, okay, let's take the chicken factor out of it. The Literally the only way that I've served gnocchi in my house is the sheet pan gnocchi. Yeah. So this was the first time that I had actually bought vacuum packed gnocchi and boiled it first. Right. It's and then not cooked my, it in sauce, too, for the not my part of it. favorite texture. And I was like, OK, if I'm going to take the chicken out because it's not scratching that itch. And then I guess if you want protein, cool. But like you could save money by kicking the chicken out. Then I was like, now I've got a gnocchi bake which sounds delicious. And I felt like I wish this was Big ZD. Yes. And I feel like you could take meatballs and do like the sheet pan gnocchi and get more like crispy texture. Yeah. And then like you could finish that with a drizzle of Rayos and some melted cheese on top. Yeah. I feel like I might be skipping this just based on this conversation. Only because I'm like, oh, wait, you're right. Even though it looks so beautiful, I think it was the burrata. I think it in it like entranced me in a way where I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about like the crumbly texture of the chicken and then the like softer texture of the boiled gnocchi. And now I'm like, oh, my kids might just be like, we wish it was just tortellini. Yeah, I ended up wishing it was just big ziti and the kids wished it was just chicken parm. Yeah. And I will tell you that the burrata melts in and almost becomes, because it's so creamy and it doesn't have as much shape, Yeah, became almost like the way ricotta is behaves in a big ziti, mm-hmm. which is why I think big ziti came to mind. And then I was like, oh, I just wish I had yeah, you shredded like, melted mots on top for like yep. a more classic 
Or you could have done like a one pot pasta that gives you that like ZD ZD energy. I'm going to share the link. I'm really curious. It might really appeal to people. If you love gnocchi, you might like this. Like if you like the idea of big ziti and there's no way in heck you're going to find the time to do it. And you like the idea of the added protein. Like there's lots of reasons why I can imagine people wanting to make this. It was not not tasty. Yeah. It just didn't hit the marks that we were hoping to hit emotionally. Emotionally. No, I'm serious. Which is like what it's all about (laughs) this time of year anyways, right? Twenty twenty four is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinner time overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter Butcherbox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At Butcherbox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of one hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free, and wild caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. 
At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Okay, so... Feel free to laugh at me. I tried to make the joke again about my kids just want tortellini. It might be turning into the enchilada scenario all over again. (laughs) (laughs) But here's what happened. Okay, so I am going to share the link to this recipe for tortellini with delicata, kale, pecans, and brown butter. The thing is, I ordered a couple of delicata squashes in my last like farmer's market order and they have just like sat in the bowl on the counter. And I was like, okay, I have to use these up. I already had the tortellini in the fridge and I was like, what can I make with things that I already have? So I'm going to be straight up and say this is like a little more effort than I would normally put into pasta Monday, which we do a lot in our house because you have, I like roasted the delicata, even though the recipe where I'm going to link to has you like pan saute. I really wanted that like caramelized browning that you get when you roast delicata when it's like sliced. Do you know what I'm talking about? Totally. In part because I was like, I'm not really sure if the kids are going to be into this as the side vegetable. And I felt like I could do the brown butter sauce and add a little bit of sage and like cook the kale and like have that be separate for the kid, like have sort of like the delicata be this separate side dish and they could just have their tortellini. It was so good. I'm just going to tell you right now, like even though- This is not where I thought the story was going. Well, there's there's more information coming. It was so good because like, even though I dirtied a sheet pan, I had like a pan to make the brown butter sauce and the pasta water pot. And the kids actually like ate the tortellini with some of just the plain brown butter on it. And Emmett was like, I'll try the squash. And then he tried it and he was like, oh, this is good. But once again, both of my kids were like, I'd rather just have like tortellini and roasted broccoli and rayos like you normally make it. And I think it's funny because wasn't it just like the last what we're cooking and eating now that I talked about the modern proper tortellini soup? And then one of our friends in our listeners community, hold on, I'm trying to find the thread. Allie was like, I've never made tortellini soup, but I tried. And once again, my kids were like, just serve the tortellini and skip the soup. This is you'll never I learn. said, Allie, I, I warned you. I said that's exactly what my kids said. And yet, for some reason, for another week in a row, I tried to serve them tortellini, not just straight up with roasted broccoli. So, so I'm soon going to be spending a few days in the country alone while Mike comes and hangs out with the kids. And I'm I might make this tortellini for myself. Yeah, it was very good. Like you fry the sage in the butter and so it gets crispy. And then there's the pecans 
as a crunchy bit instead of like breadcrumbs. I don't know. It looks so good. I thought it was really good. I did roast the delicata, which I think did give it more browning and more flavor. Just saying. Okay. I don't have a recipe for this, but I feel like it's very much worth mentioning that we had black bean nachos with like corn and some roasty, toasty onions and peppers. And it was just a hit. We have a whole episode about how to make nachos into a legit dinner. The reason I think like it was so I'm like, reminder, nachos again, because it was one of those nights where like Emmett had soccer practice and we had an extra kid because we were taking care of one of our neighbors or like helping them out. And they went to soccer practice with Brian and with Emmett. And I was able to like prep everything and like make Ella and I nachos and then feed the rest of like just leave the oven on and feed the rest of the crew when they got back after practice. And so everyone had a hot meal. It wasn't like a ton of extra effort and it was super satisfying. Can I ask a logistical question? Though? Yeah. Sometimes I find nachos. I've mentioned this before, but it's on my mind because of the chicken tinga tacos. I wanted them served more authentically. I don't know. That's yeah. such an obnoxious word. But I got the little round like corn masa tortillas from a local place that like sells masa harina and i warmed them up on the burner one by one and then like you know i warmed mine first because i knew those would get cold so mine weren't like hot off the comal or anything yeah. like that right but the kids were fine with theirs and then it was like they wanted a second round and i was like i gotta freaking get up and <laughs> fire up their tortillas yeah nachos kind of have that vibe sometimes in what way you have to do like stages like i guess i'm thinking about the individual nachos yeah but, like where did you have to do like two stages like one for you and ella and then the other guys came home yeah it didn't feel like that it didn't feel like that like I cooked the black beans with a little olive oil and garlic and onion and some taco seasoning. I didn't reheat that in order to like make the nachos for the rest of the crew only because I was like, oh, it's going to okay. they're going to go in the oven and yeah. reheat. OK, we do have like some quarter sheet pans. Yeah. So we I like line them completely with foil and we tend to like eat off of those as well. Yeah, it's more like doing work in stages. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm done cooking. It's dinner. I sit oh, down. See, I don't cook again. I was like, here are all the nox- nacho fixings. Here are lined trays. You build your nachos and I'll and put, them in, put them in the oven. And that and like really that was like while they went and like Emmett took off all his sweaty soccer gear. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. I do get that, but sometimes it's hard to avoid what you're talking about is like even more specific. It's hard to avoid on sports nights for us. Like either everyone eats all together and it's kind of late, or we eat in like two batches, it feels like, and there is some reheating. But also, do you not have one of those little like taco? warmer things i do but it's i don't know oh, it. <laughs> so yeah see, that is very but specific I do think, but i do think it's a good point that like thinking about sports nights and your energy i used to serve dinners when i was really busy that 
we had a microwave. So Isaac would just microwave yeah. his food. Like, I'm not getting up again. Or I would serve things that I knew could, like, sit for an extra hour. Yeah. And that he would just, like, eat, not piping hot. Right. But, like, doing anything that has, like, a little bit of an individual bent or whatever, like, it's, just felt like is. too it much is more for work. Me. Yeah. And we lean a lot. You know, we do fast food Wednesdays on Wednesday yeah. night when Ella has sports. So then that way we're like usually getting home later, but then we're just like eating and there's less cleanup. So that takes a lot of the labor out. A lot of people like do something in the slow cooker, like they might do chili or do soup or something. And then that way everyone can eat in batches. But then you're like having to clean up at like seven or eight. Which for us is like too a little too late. I shouldn't say seven, seven thirty. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, by 8, Emmett's, like, needs to be doing his nightly reading and, like, turn down. And he likes one of us to be with him. Yeah. So, yeah. Doesn't Camp Brian clean? Yeah. This is more like when the when he's not here. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the cleanup is. Yes. Yeah. The division is usually, like, one of us is doing cleanup and then the other one is, like, doing baths, reading. Yes. Snuggles. Yes. Last kind of two, I made minestrone soup, which is one of Ella's favorites. And she reminded me of that. And I was very glad. I think she reminded me after the tortellini soup incident. And it was really good. And everyone enjoyed it. I don't follow a recipe, but we're going to link to this one from Cookie and Kate because I feel like it's similar. Like it's canned tomatoes. I use little tiny pasta, canned beans, and then literally like whatever veggies are in the fridge. I think I did celery and carrot. There's the canned tomatoes. Uh, There was some zucchini that needed to be used up. Just kind of like whatever. And then like a handful of kale that was left over from the tortellini recipe. And I had made, and I was very excited about, I still am excited about, (laughs) Erin McDowell's from her savory baking book. She has like a weeknight focaccia. Nice. Which is a little bit of a misnomer because you do need to prep it at least the day before or like even better two days before, before, but it's like a no need. Like you mix everything, you cover it, it rests for 30 minutes, you give it one more mix and then you stick it in the fridge basically until you're like ready to bake it off. But I'm dying because I think it's so such like a beautiful bread recipe. And I love it so much. And like Brian and Emmett just gobbled it up. But Ella gets into the bread. She doesn't do a soup dip. Like maybe I've taught her wrong. And is like, can I have some ranch? And proceeded to eat three pieces of focaccia dipped in ranch. Oh, that's fascinating. And Isn't sounds it weird. Delicious. <laughs> I was like, okay, I love ranch. But like, <laughs> I think it was giving her like pizza vibes. Oh, so she was like, "Ooh, this would taste because it's like very like olive oil heavy. Like it, you yeah. put olive oil on top, a mixture of like olive oil and water and salt on top. There's a ton of olive oil in the dough and in the pan. And so I think her natural inclination was like ranch. ranch. I'm into it, Ella. <laughs> I'm going to s- either send you the picture or share it in the listener group because I, I literally snuck my phone out to be like, what is happening right now? So good. Hey, if you would like to comment like Miss Allie did and <laughs> tell 
us what worked or what didn't work for you and get the links to this week's What We're Cooking and Eating Now, head on over to our free listeners community. If you haven't joined us there yet, why not join for free at denijustfeedyou.com backslash community. Or if you're interested in our subscriber episodes and other goodies like our ad free stream, join our supporting community there. You can also follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed, friends. Mm-hmm.